We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Hello, is it Tango Alpha Lima you're looking for? Because you're at the right podcast. Welcome, everyone, to this week's show. And that's right. I am in the front seat driving this crazy bus today. So excited. And we've got some special guests. Uh, The Mark CV. Hey, Mark, how you doing? No, fair to Midland. (laughs) Fair. I'm hoping you didn't just, I'm hoping that uh, the audio of this starts after I sang Lionel Richie because that (laughs) would be wildly embarrassing. I was not aware that we were already in uh, in the game. So to everyone that heard me uh, singing Lionel Richie, I apologize. It's outstanding. It was a treat. And, and the most wonderful human being I've ever known, Mr. Jeff Daly. Hey, of the Michigan up? Dailies. How are yeah. you doing, buddy? Outstanding. I got my whoopee. I'm here in Los Angeles. It's going to be hot as Hades today uh, to match the traffic. So it's uh, it's all LA. Okay. Okay. I can I can definitely appreciate that. I don't even I know, know that what my we... weather here is today. I literally don't know what the weather is right now, much less what it's supposed to be today. That's why I was picking up my phone. I'm checking checking the weather. Go on. <laughs> it's such a midwest thing such a midwest thing also such a treat as usual mark you're just full of surprises and random thoughts and lionel richie quotes and songs yeah yeah, i'm all all about the my adhd is kicking today so we got to stay on target yeah (laughs) oh well speaking of well i guess word of mouth and the things that i guess we we talk about here i think it's really important that um we continue to share with our alphas that they should be sharing our podcast with someone this week why because the best way to let people know about a podcast is tell them how you uh experience one of our episodes right and with me being the driver's seat today i cordially invite you to share our podcast this week why because we're awesome and Jeff Bailey, Jeff Daly is back in the saddle again. And he is, man, we should just do music quotes today. <gasps> Can that be our underlining theme? We don't have See, the budget. See, y'all put me in charge that. and this is what's happening. No? We okay. We'll blow the budget. You're right. Yeah. Derek will be so angry trying to find music that's not copyright to pop in here. And then we'll have to hear from the lawyer, Mr. CV, about all of the shenanigans. Well, so we have a new, we have a new controller here. Uh, he like handles the finance and stuff, but he uh, he caught me yesterday morning at about six thirty seven o'clock, listening to Celtic Pink Floyd in my office, <laughs> and the look on his face was definitely seemed to be perplexed. Like, <laughs> what is going on? Why do I hear a woman singing uh, another brick in the wall? It was I, wow. I don't, yeah, so I'm just going to avoid him and act all cagey like I really am that weird a dude, which I kind of am, yeah, but kind of are, yeah. yeah, the poor guy. Poor so man. he shares an office wall with me, so sometimes he can hear me through the wall, I think. Well, that's terrifying. Very nice so guy. Ways. Very nice guy. Artillery. 
So we can't hear. That's great. So he's probably good to know. Have. Yeah, that's probably good. <laughs> wow. Good to know. Uh, he's, to very, know. He's, he's a very young chap, so he probably has decent hearing. I don't know. Well, as we roll into our first topic, in the spirit of uh, in the spirit of listening and speaking, right? What's that famous turn of phrase? Listen twice as much as you speak. Well, we're going to roll right into it. With this past weekend, the American Legion crowned their newest national rhetorical competition champ. Whoop, whoop. Super exciting for all of those out there who are debaters who can speak well in front of an audience. That's a program of the American Legion. So now you know. Very cool. So a little bit of history about the oratorical, oratorical, oratorical competition. Say that several times fast. If you can do that, please write into us and we want a voice recording of you doing it. But as I stated, so the National Oratorical Contest debuts on June 1st on 1938. So it's been around for a hot minute. So John Jansen of Arizona won the first American National, or excuse me, American Legion National Rhetorical Contest, which took place in Norman, Oklahoma. As they do today, top finishers were awarded with scholarship money, cash money, gotta love it. So when, <clears throat> excuse me, what made the American Legion competition unique is that the requirement for young or, or, oratorers, oh, oh gosh, words. See, orators, 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 see. I would not have done well, folks, but somehow I'm still doing well here. So orators speak fluently and convincingly about the U.S. Constitution. That's a that's a heck of a document to read, right? So when the American Commission started the national competition, they hoped for the activity that it would, you know, eventually develop a keener interest in, in the appreciation of the American institutions. Over the years, many rhetorical participants have gone on to do great things, including CNN co-founder, author, and broadcaster Lou Dobbs, longtime Idaho Senator Frank Church, and former Vice President Mike Pence. Believe that. Wow. I, I so, did not know that one. That was why you know I saw my face a second ago. It was like Mike Pence Whoa. was in the article. We should get that. We could do like it, a big screenshot of it, it. No, and I usually know all these kind of weird things. <laughs> oh, well, now you can add that to your Snapple yeah. fact, Rev or repertoire, repers, reservoir, whatever, whatever the word may be. Apparently word selection is not my keen thing for the day. That's why so we're just it, listening, right, Jeff? Yep. Yep. So, all right. So in April, 1967, Alan Keyes of San Antonio, Texas, the son of a Vietnam war veteran won the national rhetorical competition championship. Three months later, he was elected as president of the American Legion Boys Nation. He's went on to earn two degrees from Harvard University, serve as a U.S. diplomat, author, broadcaster, and three-time U.S. presidential candidate. And in 1999, he received the American Legion National Commander's Public Relations Award. So Keys was a historical accomplishment that stood until eight, or April 18, 1999, when another Texan teen, Kevin Sladek, of San Marco won the national rhetorical contest the spring following his election as Boys Nation's president. So we have a video of the three finalists delivering delivering their orientation orientations orientations orations orations. See Jeff, there's something about the way O R A that you, for some reason, my brain is in process. I'm dyslexic. So for anyone who's out there. Dyslexia is real. I'm trying so hard right now for all of you because I'm I love glad all you my didn't outfits. say dyslexia instead of dyslexia. 
<laughs> oh, you, you. So anywho, so this video is going to be on our Legion website and YouTube channel and Super Producer Holly will have the links in the show notes. So I encourage everyone to hop on line and watch it. So these kids are super impressive. And like the participants who've come before through all of our youth programs, it really gives you hope about America's future. Like, let's be frank. Some of the folks that we've lifted off here. Amazing. Let's give a real and, hand to all of our judges that were there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very exciting. Our judge advocate. I will, I will be a judge or will have been. I mean, judge is a judge. Title, with so. uh, with uh, Miss Liz Hartman, who uh, Jeff mm -hmm. knows. She will oh. also be a judge. So be, uh, Very cool. Good times had by all. So what we've learned from this is that there are folks out there who are far more equipped to use the, you know, human language than I, and some of them participate in our American Legion rhetorical competition and they kick butt and take names and we're super excited for them. And, they you know, scholarships. get those scholarships, baby, get them, get them while they're hot, rolling into school. It's a great thing for a resume booster, especially for anyone in our, you know, our local communities who have an interest in partnering with the American Legion. That's a program along with Boys Nations, Boys State, all of the above. So always an opportunity to partner with the American Legion. So we're going to roll right into, I mean, unless, unless Jeff or Mark have something new, nope. something to I can, say. Oh, I can get sidetracked very easily because we talked about Senator Church uh, in mm. there. That was one of the oratorical. And if you don't know who Senator Church is, he's a fascinating fascinating man it, it probably heard of the church committee which investigated cia abuses and mk ultra and all these like top secret conspiracy stuff anyway he got his start at the american legion oratorical conference wow so all right a litany of people but yeah let's go let's do you it want to jump okay. in the show yeah all right today we will be joined by erica tykert wait 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 wait, wait, wait. i'm sorry i apologize we're going to be joined by Space Force Guardian, Lieutenant Colonel Erica Tykert. That's right, folks. 120 episodes into this experience, and we finally landed a, a member of the Space Force with us here at the Tango Alpha Lima experience. Erica grew up in sunny California as a part of a family with a rich military history. She's a fifth generation commissioned officer and second generation American commissioned officer in the US military. She joined the United States Marine Corps. Anybody? Ura, simplify. Ura. All right. She joined the American uh, United States Marine Corps in XXX. We're not giving that year away. We're protecting her her autonomy. Uh, and served as communications <laughs> officer, stationed <For> in, <laughs> in Okinawa, I Japan. Her anonymity is what An we're anonymity. Her autonomy, I think she can protect. But go oh. on. All right. <laughs> words, we're, words. We're protecting words. something. Uh, so after that, she served in uh, Okinawa, Japan in some year. Uh, the Marine Corps <laughs> Recruit Depot, Paris Island, and Camp Pendleton. She is currently in the midst of her second tour at the Pentagon. She served her first full tour as a Marine, but she transferred to the Space Force back in January of this year, 2022. No XXXX. Uh, so she'll finish out her second Pentagon tour 
as a space force guardian. Erica will share the story about how she launched a new career after this break. Join us for the 2022 100 Miles for Hope Challenge. The 3rd American Legion Fitness Challenge will once again raise money for disabled veterans and military families in need. We've made improvements to the 2022 challenge. Monthly mini challenges. Department versus department challenges. And easier ways to track your miles. And we've made it easier for friends and families to support you with donations to the Veterans and Children's Foundation. Our goal for this campaign is to raise $450,000 for the foundation. But we're going to need your help. It doesn't matter if you walk, run, ride, or swim. Just get active. Support our veterans and military families. And let's show the nation that we are Veterans Strengthening America. All right, we are now joined by Erica Teichert. Erica, how are you today? Good, how are you? We're, we're hanging in there as best we can anyway. Uh, so we've been uh, kind of joking about uh, Space Force, which even you will have to admit, kind of an easy target at times. A lot of people don't really know. Now, I do have a basic gist of what Space Force does from having worked with the Space Force guys that when they were in the Air Force in Thule, Greenland. But can you kind of give us an overview? I, everyone has these images that, and we watched the video of like what the basic training was going to look like with people going over things. And we're like, well, if you're in space, there won't be gravity. Like, but can you give us the, kind of an overview of actually what it is that Space Force is going to be doing? Sure. So the Space Force operates, protects, and defends our nation's uh, satellites. And, uh, and the, easy, the easy answer that um, is uh, that pretty much everybody understands um, once I think about it is the global positioning system is GPS. So uh, do you all have smart, uh, smartphones? Yes. Yeah. So um, anytime that you use Google Maps, you're using a capability that is provided by the United States Space Force. Uh, so that little blue dot is uh, your position on this world, and that is provided through uh, GPS, and GPS is run by the United States Space Force. So behind that blue dot is a, um, is a group of guardians uh, who, um, who run that constellation. And, uh, and that's just one small example. That's the kind of the, the most common example that, that, most, that most people understand. The, uh, the things that may be a little bit more um, military specific uh, are missile warning, satellite communications. So if you go on an airplane, and this is a commercial example, this isn't necessarily a military specific example, but if you, if you fly on an airplane and you use their Wi-Fi, that's provided through a satellite communications system uh, on board the aircraft. Commercial, commercially provided, not military provided, but the same um, capability that allows you to use onboard Wi-Fi on an airplane uh, is the same is a similar capability that the um, military uses on its aircraft, and uh, and you know because we're you know I think at this point all veterans on here I'd like to ask maybe a question what'd you do in the service and then I could potentially give you an example about how your 
service was enabled by something that the Space Force now provides, that the Air Force provided before the Space Force stood up. Well, I, I'm at the pinnacle. I, I, I was an enlisted infantryman right there, tip of the ship. I know what we used. Okay. I mean, we had the, uh, yeah. we had back in the day, it was the Blue Force Tracker was the kind Absolutely. of, it, it, that was all Space Force and obviously, um, some of our satellite imagery uh, yep. was a lot, you guys too. So yeah, I'm, yep. you know, it, a lot of people are not going to, again, I when I went to Thule, Greenland, they were handling all the north-south orbiting satellites. So Absolutely. I kind of got the rundown. Yep. So I, I get, and, and I will say as much as we've kind of joked about space, Space Force has taken it with great aplomb and I'm very happy with them for doing that. And you know, it's got to be difficult being a new service where your role's not the most defined thing of all time. And I don't think it's anything others haven't experienced when the Marine Corps came in, obviously, and kind of attached to the Navy and you got the Air Force was part of the Army. I think it's it's going to grow, but it, I, I'm glad we have you on here to finally explain to people that it is these tech things that are utilized by all the other forces. It is. I mean, the Space Force is absolutely essential to the joint fight. Um, and, and, and really, uh, as, um, you know, China and Russia, um, China and Russia have both grown their uh, space capabilities recently. Uh, China specifically, Russia's had a long uh, history in the space program, but China's rise in, in that domain uh, has been uh, to use a little bit of a pun, right? Astronomical, um, astronomically fast, right? And um, and so it's not just the the it's not just the what we provide to the joint force, but it's also the protect and defend our capabilities. Uh, the ability to do attribution in space is is hard, um, and uh, and the uh, the the things that the space force provides um, to the joint force, if you take if you um, eliminate those capabilities, then then it starts to it starts to hurt the joint force. Absolutely, no no uh, no debate on, on my end. Anyway, Jeff, you are up, buddy. I have. Nope. Oh, I've also been to Thule. We were at, we were in Thule a couple months ago, and wonderful uh, place in November. Wonderful. It it was uh, it was an adventure. So um, I, I was it was definitely there. a once in a lifetime experience. That's what I, I was up there in, in February when they had their first day. Mm when the sun finally came up and it was the, without a doubt, the craziest party I've ever been at an air force <laughs> or otherwise, I've never seen anything quite like it. And I don't know that I'll ever fully recover uh, from that week, but yeah. 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 Totally yeah. fun. Yeah. All right, Jeff, it, you're up buddy. Yeah. All right. Well, simplify guardian. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I want to talk about that because the cultures have to be, completely different um and how was that transition from the marine corps to the air force and if you can work it in um let everybody know that there are space marines but it's completely different than what you're doing and what does a space marine do are they are they knife handing aliens or what's going on with that <laughs> sure so um I think to fully answer that question, I'll give you just a little bit of my background and then how I ended up here. Um, so I uh, um, I commissioned uh, as a Marine Corps officer in 2000, 
2005 from the Naval Academy and I was a communications officer um, and that's IT, not public affairs. Um, and spent my career doing uh, uh, enabling satellite communications, uh, phones, data, computers uh, for various units. Uh, I was at a, a communication squadron that was at one of the aircraft wings. Uh, so we provided a full, uh, a full communications capability to um, first marine aircraft wing out of Okinawa, Japan. Uh, I also served at uh, Combat Logistics Regiment 1, supporting 1st Marine Division uh, in various capabilities, um, enabling um, command and control of the Logistics Regiment in our support to 1st Marine Division. Uh, I also was a communications officer at thir uh, 13th Marine Expeditionary Unit, where we did a special two CENTCOM. And so, uh, and then, um, I was in, in part of that, I was selected for school at the Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey. And I did, um, uh, so I have a master's degree in space systems operations and I did three years of strategy, budget, policy, Marine Corps integration into the space world uh, at the Pentagon at headquarters Marine Corps. And so, um, so that's kind of, you know, my Marine Corps career. And then uh, I, um, I helped uh, as a Marine, I helped with the, initial Space Force task force when the Space Force was still, was, uh, was in its, um, you know, we, we think it's going to happen, so we need to prepare, and this is what, um, this is kind of what we think that the structure of the Space Force might look like. And uh, so I was a Marine uh, in, as part of that working group. And, um, and then two years later, uh, the um, now, uh, about two-year-old Space Force was established and, um, or, oh, I'm sorry, so I was working that uh, in about 2018, and then in 2019, in December of 2019, the Space Force was established um, by law, and then uh, a couple years after that, they opened it up for inter-service transfers for um, uh, Army, Navy, and Marine Corps officers and enlisted to transfer from their service to to the Space Force. So uh, I, because I had worked in the space community for a little bit, uh, I had a, a couple of people reach out to me and tell me that it was coming and, and I applied and they and uh, they accepted me the summer of last year for an inter-service transfer uh, from the Marine Corps to the Space Force. And then I transferred on January 5th, 2022 uh, from the Marine Corps to the Space Force. And I transferred over as a space operator um, and so uh, I will be doing space things inside the Space Force uh, from, you know, from here on out. Um, so my, my, I, I tell people this, you know, people ask me a lot, um, the, you know, the culture, the cultures are very different and they are. Um, and uh, I think people have a little bit of a hard time understanding why a Marine, um, how basically how a Marine would uh, fit into what they think is a, the Air Force culture because of the, the, the culture um, that the Marine Corps tends to exhibit um, from both an internal and an external perspective. Um, it is different. Um, there, you know, the Marine Corps uh, has a very, um, uh, a, I'll, I'll say aggressive um, uh, culture and an outward, um, outward exposure to people, we tend to be fairly, you know, the, the knife handing thing. Um, 
ironically, people were giving me a hard time because I was knife handing somebody last night in in jest. Um, but but the uh, the idea with the space force isn't that it's air force light, right? We aren't we aren't a second air force. Um, the idea of the inner service transfers is that we do bring some of our culture with us and that we create a new culture. Uh, and and one of the big things that I think that the that the Marine Corps and the Army really do well is that warfighting ethos. And the Space Force um, wants uh, wants to understand and 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 has embraced that warfighting ethos. They understand that um, guardians are on call twenty four seven, are on shift twenty four seven, and need to understand uh, who they're supporting and why and how important their capabilities are. And so that, that warfighting ethos that, um, that the Marines bring uh, is, is going to be important as we start to, um, as, as we start to establish our new culture. And, uh, and I'm gonna echo my, my uh, boss here for a second. People ask him a lot, um, you know, when are you gonna get the Space Force culture? And he's like, well, it's not like you can, you just order it off of Amazon and uh, you can't just order a culture. And so as we start to, um, as more inter-service transfers come in, there's there's probably about a third of guardians in the Space Force who have never served a day in the Air Force, whether that's, you know, they're commissioned from the Air Force Academy or they're new recruits or they're inter-service transfers like me. And so we'll start to permeate the, the units and, and bring some of our heritage in. And, and I think you're going to start to see a totally different um, culture, the same way that the the Navy and the Marine Corps are very different, even though we're both, uh, or even though that they are both um, members of the Department of the Navy. So you'll see Department of the Air Force, Air Force and Space Force, um, and, and they'll start to they'll they'll really start to exhibit their own cultures, and I think that's pretty cool. That's the most diplomatic answer I've ever heard. And it's, it's, <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, I think it would be a lot easier to go from the Marine Corps to Space Force than Space Force to the Marine Corps. Like I, you can take a Tom Brady and have him work for Bill Belichick and then send him to Happy Land, but you can't take a guy from Happy Land and send him to Bill Belichick. I, yes. Oh, you worked in a, you worked in a Brady. Yeah, wow. That's all I could think about was, you know, like, can you imagine, but I mean, can you imagine going from some, you know, the Space Force to the Marine Corps, you'd be like, I didn't sign up for this, like, you know, but going the other way, I think we can all, uh, you know, let the hair grow back yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I, I uh, yes, I, I don't disagree with your, uh, with your sentiment or, um, I don't, I don't disagree at all. Um, you're up Ashley, get your question in. So I'm just, I'm it never ceases to amaze me when Mark CB can get in a, a Mar- her. Hey, that's why I'm here. A, a, a Patriot we, reference and or Boston Eventually, I'm going to get a free ticket to a game out of this. You just wait. When we hit it big time, I'm going. We, <laughs> I know. I know. So I'll kind of swing over. So as we're talking about culture and transition, I'm curious to know a little bit more, Erica, about, you know, working at the Pentagon and really like how that shift has kind of taken um, its place amongst the other branches at the Pentagon and where you see Space Force going in the next few years as you continue to grow. Yeah, so um, it's been, I think it's been an interesting transition for on both the staff side uh, inside the Space Force and for the other services accepting the, uh, um, 
the space force at, uh, at the seat of the table. It's it's a huge it's a huge transition, um, but it's super important. And I think that um, you see it as uh, um, you see it as the budget starts to come out. The space force um, uh, did did well uh, on the budget because people recognize how important it is, and um, and uh, the 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 leadership is very um, very aware that the you know every dollar spent um, is is important, and I think that as you see the space force. Um, start to come into its own with its own budget, you'll see the space capabilities um, really start to blossom. Um, but it has been, it, I, I will say it has been, I think, an odd transition for some folks, for, for the Guardians and for the soldier sailors, Marines, uh, who are dealing with the Guardians. Um, I, um, I don't want to say... Um, It's it it it's uh the the Pentagon's a weird place, so um <laughs> I think that that's that's part of it. So, um but I think I really do think that the Space Force is is starting to come into its own, um on on the budget cycle and on the um what we you know the operations plans, um side. Everyone is starting to not you know what what we kind of used to do before the Space Force is that you know the the um the combatant commands would develop their own uh, O plans and then they'd kind of just put space on top of it, right? Instead of integrating space into everything that we do uh, as part of that O plan. And it, that's not the right answer because usually that becomes um, it, 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 almost an oversight. So as the service has stood up and as the combatant command has stood up, uh, you know, United States Space Command, which has the war fighting um, piece to the the space domain. So Space Force is the organized, train, and equip, like all the other services. And then Space Command has a warfighting uh, piece to that, like Indo-Pacific Command, um, Central Command, all that. Um, you start to you started to see more of an integrated effort to uh, to incorporate space into uh, into all of the the plans. And so I think that's really healthy. Um, but it has been a little bit of um, you know, hey, make sure that Space Force is considered. So, um, I, I I think we're on the we're on the right track, but I won't um, I won't say it's been easy either. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the one thing I will say for Space Force, you probably don't have any ASFAB waivers or anything in the Space Force. Like my <laughs> my uh, image of them is all super super smart people. So you at least got that going for. But yeah, I can see where a new service is trying to hash out its little area and try and in a you know a, a budget year that might be a little uh difficult uh but although i hear your budget might be pretty good but i'm everybody's fighting for dollars i can see where also your your purchases are not going to be inexpensive when the space force thinks something up I'm, it's not going to be a foosball table it's going to be like uh littoral combat ship level funds it is and uh and we're also because um, because the domain has gotten a little bit more um, aggressive, uh, you know, with the rise of China, uh, it's not a it's not a benign domain anymore. And so yep. the idea of protecting and defending our capabilities and then transitioning to a resilient architecture 
uh, are super important. Uh, they aren't cheap. We are trying very hard to get industry and uh, and and the the government in in terms of contracting uh, to drive down costs. And um, we're lucky uh, in that the commercial industry is uh, is in the space world is is really booming. And you see that um, you see that with companies like SpaceX, Blue Origin, yep. uh, Virgin Orbit. Um, you know, uh, again, channeling my boss, he's, you know, he's lucky the other services don't have billionaires building capabilities for them. You don't see um, Amazon building a tank, right, where you or or a giant ship, but you see them building really great launch capabilities that that we can use. Um, and and uh, if for for both, you know, we can use and and, and anytime you can you can um, bring in commercial uh, industry is uh, is a win for for the government. Although, although I do have to say I, I'm cheering for Amazon to start selling armored personnel carriers uh, on there, and, and I do expect <laughs> the, uh, the delivery by one day. So yeah, two, days pri- two days of prime. It's, it's it's one day here because I live right next to the uh, facility, oh, okay. so it's usually just some guy throwing it. You know, I, now whether he'll actually throw a armored vehicle right onto my lawn, I don't know, but. Anyway, Erica, we are going to take a quick commercial break, but we really appreciate you being here with us and uh, and uh, articulating all the reasons we need to back our space force. So we appreciate you very much, and thank you for all you do, and thank you for your service. Thank you. Selfless service. The American Legion celebrates all who contribute to something larger than themselves and inspires others to serve and strengthen America. We are veterans strengthening America. We are the American Legion. All right, so we are back after listening to our first Space Force Guardian, Lieutenant Colonel Erica. Oh my goodness, just high speed, right? Am I right? She, she, you can see the Marine Corps in her. She definitely yes. has a very Marine look to her. That uniform was spot on. And yeah, she was, she was squared away. She clearly mm-hmm. had attention to detail and all the other Marine Corps type things going on. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. I definitely enjoyed having her on, especially, you know, considering all things, Mark, we've, we've discussed the Space Force, you know, Guardians for a while now. And uh, it's only, you know, it's only fitting that you would be on here for our, you know, for and, our first interview. And I'll be honest, her answer about the, you know, the, the culture of the Space Force thing is, it's given me something to think about as a sort of guy who reads a lot about uh, anthropology and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's right. I mean, it'll be an interesting because you're creating something out of nothing. You're taking people from disparate you know, if you've ever been involved in a joint operation where you've got people from different things or nationality, everybody's got their own little way of doing things. I think it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm kind of eager for it. Space Force. I think is definitely we're going when we kind of it's going to be like if you're smart going to the Space Force. I, I mean, they seem all like Mensa members to me, but whatever. Mensa. You do you, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get into rapid fire. Oh, it's so fun to do that. Mark, you didn't participate. I did. I even blew Mm. off my pistol. 
See, I did it. All right, all right. Rapid, rapid. Let's go. I'm not into big hand movements. All right, okay. All right, so rapid fire one, number uno. So Department of Tennessee's first female American Legion Eagle Scout of the year, according to Legion Town USA. So congratulations to Taylor Bell of Troop 2019 of Murraysboro, Tennessee. The Rockville High School student was named the American Legion Department of Tennessee's 2022 Eagle Scout of the Year. Ernest Schmidt, the Department of Tennessee's Boy Scout chairman, placed the winning placed the winning phone call to Taylor for a $3,000 college scholarship. It will be presented at the department convention in Franklin um, this July of 2022. So super exciting. So as the Tennessee state winner, Taylor won the opportunity to compete in the National American Legion Scout War Competition that comes with a whopping $10,000 college scholarship. Amazing. Congratulations. High speed, low drag. I I love it. I'm going to go back to the Eagle Scout thing. I'm just, in terms of a stylistic choice, why did you go with the mixer as the official dance of Eagle Scouts, Jeff? No, the money. The money. Oh, did you do the money? Okay. It's a celebration for the money, money, money. I, I mean, you know, it's there was one fun thing I thought at Boys Nation every year is they pull out all the Eagle Scouts and get their pictures taken. And there's like 12 of them. And it's like, wow, like, I don't know. Eagle Scouts always super impressive as someone who basically dropped out of Weeblows or whatever the lowest. Same here. I uh, they took us. They took me on my first uh, my first trip. Snow. Uh, cross-country skiing in an unheated cabin and i went home and told my mom yep that's it that that was fun so you joined the marine corps i joined the marine corps yeah yeah okay well that's (laughs) well thought out good job buddy (laughs) great origin story (laughs) spider-man got it moving on rapid to rapid fire two dose all right anyone watch the simpsons release the hounds smithers excellent Anyway, so release the hounds. Army event to feature drone swarms that behave like a wolf pack. There are so many different movie puns that I could just pull from this, but I digress. I digress. So the U.S. Army plans to experiment with drone swarms that behave more like a wolf pack at its second aviation focus exercise leading up to a project convergence later this year. The director of the service's future vertical lift cross-functional team that's a mouthful. To figure out what that acronym is. Told Defense News. So the Edge 22 drill will take place in the spring of Dungway, providing proving ground Utah. Just tactical. Okay, tactical pause. Understood. Processing, and will feed into Project Convergence, a bigger campaign of learning schedule of of learning schedule for the fall. So Project Convergence has grown from the Army event to the Arizona desert of Yuma, or Yuma, excuse me, providing ground at the 2020. Okay, let's just, let's just stop. Oh my God, there's just so many names. You're, yeah, there's so, so you're, many, there's so many I, things going on here. You're let's reading just back the up. words independently. What it is, is so I know. they have words different today. proving ground is like a thing. It's, it's like where they're testing something and there's mm. a Yuma proving ground and there's also a Dugway proving ground. So it's where they test these, all these things. I think there's going to be a big focus on this, on drone swarms and everything else, because we're seeing the results of asymmetric warfare in 
Ukraine right now. Uh, you know, bring all the tanks you want. If every third Ukrainian has a anti-tank missile, you're just putting expensive stuff up on the selling block, basically, for scrap metal. And, right. you know, I think that's what the, the drone plan here is to just hit them with so much stuff they can't possibly even respond to you. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, kind of a done deal. Uh, the uh, drone swarms are going to be a thing. Yeah, not too shabby. Not too. I shabby. agree. How rapid is that? How rapid? Go. So rapid. So rapid that we're moving on to rapid fire three. This, so this, military. There's a oh. lot of names in this next one, so I'm looking forward to Ashley reading it. <laughs> I'm not doing super great today. Like the <laughs> dyslexia is strong. The force is not strong with me today. Yeah. So. Military considers three states for a permanent Space Force training HQ, according to Military Times. All right. Don't, so, don't read this whole thing. I, let me let me bubble this up before we. All right, Mark, uh, put a bow of, on it. Put a yeah, bow on before it. Before any of the three just of us just devastate all these names, because <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of syllables going on there. But either way, the, the uh, Space Force is looking at Colorado. Uh, where there are three Space Force bases, SFBs. I had never heard that until I read this article. And then Florida and California. Where does Space Force need to go? California, obviously. The trick question, the rhetorical question. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, you think Space Force, I don't think Florida. I got to just like, that I mean, Cape Canaveral. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Kind of going uh, with Colorado. I'm going with Colorado as well. At two to one, please notify the U.S. Congress it'll be Colorado. Done they are done. closest. Done they are done. closest. Selected see, for you, you see that bipartisanship going on? Me Beautiful. and Ashley on the same sheet of music. Done. I know. Beautiful. Done. Just yeah. like we started the show, babe, we're going to end the show with music. I'm really? so excited. Can we do something <laughs> other than Lionel Richie this time? Yeah, your choice. Your Did choice. you see that... Uh, Phil Collins has played his last concert. Oh, the no, end of an era, man. Phil Collins was the man what when I was done? a kid. Speaking what of Space done? Force, wait, yeah, what? He, he also uh, doesn't. No? He, li he lives half. He lives part of the year in Switzerland and part of the year in Santa Monica, I believe. Why do you know this? Why do you, you know this? this? Are you stalking? Why you know Phil this? Collins? Jeff why? Daly. Jeff Daly, you should know why I know this. It was discussed on an episode of Psych, our favorite TV show. Come on, man. Phil Collins was? Yes. There was an entire episode where it discusses Phil Collins because Sean was like, oh, that, that wasn't my dad. That was Phil Collins. And he's like, what do you mean Phil Collins lives in Switzerland? How do you know so much about Phil Collins? Come on, <laughs> man. You people. You know what? Yeah. I'm having I'm having a moment. Oh, wait. Hold on. Something. Right. I got something. For those who can't see the video, I'm my, trying to I, pull, pull psych fingered, right now. My fingered eyebrow device is working. Oh, wait a minute. I do have a special message. Now that we've gotten through rapid fire and having the the awe-inspiring Mark CV, who I don't know is going to sing anymore, but sorry, I have a dog. Anyway. Hey, rapid fire was that pretty special rapid, message. Though. It was. Our special message is uh, not forgetting to subscribe to the Tango Alpha podcast on YouTube. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume your podcasts. So please leave us a review and give us a big old five stars. How many stars, Mark? Five. Five. Can five. I can I can I see? I need a hand gesture. Five. I need to know you're participating, five. not doing your legalese over there. No. Anyway, 
five star rating so the world knows how much they love us and we need to know i, hey, I was, I was you actually can also criticize my lack of understanding of the you know english language uh if i don't enunciate and or say words correctly i do apologize but uh you know if you want you can make a recommendation uh a guest recommendation specifically so you can go to legion.org backslash tango alpha lima and click on the suggest a guest list say that three times fast record it send it to us drop it and we will play it for you live Boom. i was, I was, was not i was not legalizing by the way i was thinking about a discussion that mr daly and i had this week where this was going to be an, a very special episode of Blossom next. You know, when we were talking about the very special episode where Jeff really returns to the podcast. This isn't, this so, isn't that one. This yeah. is later. Words. Oh, Holly's not on mute. Holly is on not the on mute. Yep. Yeah, he thanks, is Holly. with us live. Yay, Holly. Save that for the record, Jared. Yeah. Woo-hoo! All right. <laughs> with that, I'm going to throw it over to Jeff because I know he's dying to close us out. And with that, we are going to declare Season 3, Episode 101, Mission Complete.